live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. This one's easy. A half vampire, half mortal man becomes a protector of a mortal race while slaying evil vampires. That's a very simple plot. Yeah, just going straight into that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. And they used the carbonite they used in Star Wars with <laughs> Han Solo. <laughs> I, I have to confess that uh, I've never seen this film. I had a horrible time on this film. This film was a nightmare for everybody involved in it. And, 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 and I am not kidding here. I am telling you, this director was a dick. I think you told me that before. He was a dick. So the weird thing is, I saw this when I lived in Tennessee. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. Because it was kind of early on in this superhero game, you know. The, yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah, and yeah. I liked this one because it was kind of dark. Yeah. Kind of like Batman. Yeah. And then he reminded me a lot of like Terminator, kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he was a lot cooler than Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and, and more believable. And he didn't do a lot of one-liners. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed this time I watched it, it held up for me. I still like it. Oh, well, there you so go. So I guess you... Okay, then we're done. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's no mystery how I felt about it. No, actually, I really enjoyed it still. I mean, I thought it was awesome. I still liked it. I liked the action. I liked the production design was really pretty. Everything was pretty about the production design. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the, there the was some cliche lines like, and stuff the, in it, but and the the girl that was in there was his I got occasionally of, occasionally uh uh either Chris Christopherson or yeah. <laughs> or or Wesley Snipes would would say a line and it would just fall. Yeah, so there were some points really flat. Like with, but yeah, but I have to say that overall, I I was really impressed with it. And yeah. then at first, yeah. when Stephen Dorff, I'm like, oh yeah, he was the bad guy. I'm like, yeah, oh, is that gonna be okay? I can, I can see. And but, then he ended up pulling it off. Okay, yeah, he did. He was the annoying, like young, you know, cocky guy. Yeah, he pulled it off really yeah, well. He did. Which I think that's kind of how he was, right? <laughs> that's <time. laughs> yeah, he was. I was gonna say it's it's not like that wasn't his character because that was. You know, and, and, you know, Wesley Snipes played kind of a prick, and Wesley Snipes is kind of a prick. So, you know, there the you thing, I saw other movies in this a lot. It was, like, stuff that reminded me of, like, like the ashy skeletons. It kind of reminded me of the Avengers a little bit. It was, yeah. And then the yeah, skeleton part reminded me a lot of, like, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was really all did. digital, which is well, weird. Well, there, there was an interesting thing, though, about the skeleton stuff. There, there was... Uh, do you notice that effect with the the rim of the fire, the yellow? Fire, yeah, like yeah, this? spreading. Yeah, yeah. The way that we did that, we actually did. What we did is we took a bunch of bodies, and we made them out of tin foil and uh, and oh. and um, what, what was it? Uh, steel, real fine steel wool, and, and packed it real, real thin, and spread it over the steel wool, and then. Um, and then ignited it with a whole bunch of electric matches. We'd ignite it all at once with a fan blowing on it. And it would do this. And and that became a template that we used for the way all the bodies came apart. Yeah. And and the way that the the way that it spreads. So so the, the way that that spreads is it, it spreads like a, a virus that hits you in several places and just eats you like that. But we followed that yellow edge. Kind of like actually, Taco Bell. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like Taco Bell food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we followed that yellow edge, and we used that edge of the fire uh, in several of the effects on this. Huh. Um, and yeah, it was a. Uh, uh, some of the bodies coming apart and stuff were cool. Yeah. Um, there was... I mean, if you look at it nowadays, like, uh, that was kind of, again, that was early on in those kind of special effects. So they're not a, they would have been a lot cooler if they didn't well, now. One thing I wanted to say is uh, I didn't know that the flying monkeys were still working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, it was, but it was really good to see them. Yeah, uh, it that, was. Yeah. I mean, they're not looking very healthy. They look very aged. Yeah, yeah they're not looking very healthy <laughs> at all. But it, it's just good to see that i like the little glimpse of uh the chest of souls too like it at the end there was like a little glimpse that reminded me of uh freddy krueger it was only for like two seconds well one of the problems i kind of well actually the biggest problem i have with this film was just watching it in the first place (laughs) because it just it just reminded me of being here and and the evil of it and even my wife uh as i came around the corner uh from watching this my wife was like are you okay (laughs) oh no i was just uh watching blade yeah she goes yeah you're (laughs) she's that's your waterloo (laughs) i go yeah there is no doubt it was was that deep oh it was was pretty bad you had issues on the set um yeah i really like so i loved all the blood and i really liked the scene where the the two heads were blowing up and then they popped oh there was blood everywhere like flying everywhere (laughs) there's like pieces of face and everything that was that that was kind of probably one of my favorite parts for sure yeah i thought i thought that the sword thing where it would expanded and blew up the guy's hand it just looked pretty cool i mean for i was yeah. reminding my 20 year old self uh, of, i remember of, liking yeah. that that was yeah. cool oh that was cool yeah so. i i um i have to admit that the end of it was so slow the, I, I don't it mean kind slow. Of slow down um. i don't know if it was i have to tell you this is when we filmed it right we didn't have an ending I mean, the ending was kind of like this that blood circle and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and we were draining him and stuff. It was kind of drawn out. Um, it wasn't figured out, right? And and I quit and I quit the film before the very end. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I walked a lot of people walked off that film. Yeah, uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. That kind of explains it then. If it kind of, it, it definitely changed at the end there. Like the, it just didn't have any. It didn't have. Uh, there was kind of a cool, like almost kind of sex scene in there. It was it was interesting how they worked yeah, that in there. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it was disturbing. kind of bizarre, disturbing. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that the it's funny. It's funny how sometimes an intrinsic prob scriptural problem comes down, and you don't recognize what it is about it that doesn't work. And what it, and I tell you what it was is we were following blood mm-hmm. coming out of somebody, right, and. It slowed everything down. It's it's like everything was going, you know, 900 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, we've got this huge set that's just for Blade to take his blood out, right? In a ceremonial way. But didn't it kind of fit with the feeling because he had just, like, killed his mom? I'm not... I'm not, I'm it, not was, it was kind of a downer. Here, here's, here's the thing that I'm explaining. He was though. probably going to die. See, you didn't catch it either. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I know, but you didn't catch it either. No, the the I didn't. fact is, it's the problem is that you have something 
slow that's happening at mm. the end. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like you have a big explosion. You're waiting for this drip of blood and to go all the, yeah. all the way down this building. It could have been edited a lot faster than it. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is just by the nature of that, it it was it just seemed like a huge... To me, it felt like they were trying to build up tension, but it wasn't really working. It wasn't working. Yeah, that's that's. But that's what I'm saying is, is I, the end of the film to me was it kind of just petered out. You know, it didn't it didn't really make. Uh, it didn't ruin it for me though, personally. I mean, well, it did for me. <laughs> but but you know, some of the things that some things I really liked and that I was there to work on was uh, the fat guy. <laughs> the really big fat guy, you know, it's the big guy, uh, the big fat guy's job of the hut. Job yeah. of the hut. Yeah. Uh, him smoking. We had, <laughs> we had just like, like maybe forty uh, tubes that came up that came all together, and we were blowing smoke through the tubes to make him smoke oh, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, and you know the th- there were some things that I thought were. Because the uh, the director was so much into uh, CGI, and it was the very beginning of CGI, yeah. and the and train, and they did all the train stuff with CGI. Now they we built the 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 tunnels, right? And the tunnels look great, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the CGI of the train going by that did not work. <laughs> that was terrible. I remember when they cut Stephen Dorff in half, and he went. Yeah, it just didn't... That, the blood yeah. looked really bad. Yeah, and... Oh, one complaint I do have about this is that it's Blade. Yeah? Yeah, he uses guns, like, too many times, like... Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to see more of the martial arts moves, so I was happy with the scenes where he was doing that stuff. There but you go. But just all the gunfight, I'm like, it's just a gunfight. Did Chris Christopherson show up in Blade 2? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know why Chris Christopherson had a blue... Like, you know the fire that comes out of the end of the gun? Right. Why was his blue? I, I was like, is this all these Star Wars references or what? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. We're, we're, you know, I don't know. For me, it was Job of the Hut. The for, for, the for me, it was solo. A, it was amazing for me to meet to meet him yeah. because uh, I I listened to his albums. Yeah, know, and, and you know, I said, did you like his music? I love his music. So I was talking to my dad uh, on vacation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love. I don't so much love him doing yeah. his music. Although Sunday morning coming down is. He sings it really yeah. well, but he doesn't do Bobby McGee very well. But everybody does Bobby McGee really well. Right. And, but uh, he, the thing is, is how many of his songs uh, other people have done, and they and they just killed it with them. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, I, it's I, amazing. I was talking to my it dad, was so and good to I was like, I don't know how how that came up, how his name came, up. but I said actually, Chris, I like his music, and I I think he's a decent actor. And my dad's response was, I don't think he could do either one. <laughs> so I, I was like, okay, well, okay. I guess we disagree mm-hmm. a little bit, but I, I always, I always liked him. Um, uh, is, is fake fire ever necessary? That's one of the questions I have for you. Why? Because uh, I don't know. Like there's a scene where there's fire behind, it could have been real. It was like a red above him. Oh, it was just oh. all digital. Yeah. Well. It yeah, was probably in the train. The fire tunnel. and the train tunnel. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was in the train yeah. tunnel. Yeah, the fire and the train tunnel. Most of the train tunnel stuff was not at all convincing, no. other than the set itself. Kind of like sold it, but uh, but it didn't. It really didn't have much of a feel to it, did it? No. Yeah. But then at the time when I watched it in the theater, I think obviously I bought it more of that because yeah. <laughs> they hadn't gotten that to the point but, now. But you know what? I, I loved 
um, we did do a great explosion with the door. Yeah. Uh, we. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now here's the all cool the way thing around about and then that. It all fell the way out. around. Yeah, and you know what? What what I did was the the way we, that we did this. We built that rim all the way around um, with a holder for the door, right? And then we just took and 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 literally poured plaster in place all the way around. But there was hard plaster first that I made and I lined um, air cannons up all the way around it. And and then we put um, uh, pyrolite uh, uh, in front of packed that in front of it and replastered over that and then blew all that out and th- and it blows out and the door just goes yeah, that was that was pretty cool it was really yeah. cool it, it, it was really it was a lot of work but the best part is waiting for the door to fall. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome. And the thing is, we blew it around the door. That was that was the fun stuff. But uh, also, I love I love the glass hanging down. Now, we blew those pieces of glass. Were also the tempered glass that yeah, I was talking yeah. about before. We were blowing those as they would get close to them. You know, when they were, you know, yeah, well, stem men would yeah. be, uh, and we blow them. And, and and I remember at the time thinking, wow, this is a really cool looking set. And it was. It was well, that was actually a good scene when they were fighting. I like yeah, that scene with yeah, the glass really exploding yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else? The, um, I, I like oh, the, the shower scene, of course. Oh, this, this. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shower scene, it surprised me. That was insane. How good. How good the uh, bud looked because we were experimenting. Well, you told me that story before. And I was. Yeah, yeah, but but what, I've never seen the footage of it. Yeah. And and I knew that we went with the thickest blood we possibly could. See, I think this movie started out awesome. Right. It was great. And then right. kind of at the end was like, kind of Peter, eh. yeah. And then petered yeah. out. But and yeah. you know, funny thing is, is that's the way the script went. That, <laughs> that's exactly the way the script went. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and and I, I'm going to end with the story. With this story, well, I do have a question for okay, you. Okay, go ahead. Were you involved with the guy that melted? <laughs> so that was one of my. F- it was oh, really the guy that death. melted on the beach. He melted, and then he burst, burst into, into flames, flames, and then he exploded. Which Why I didn't was- understand? <laughs> I did not understand that. Now I know that's not the way that that was storyboarded. I had storyboards oh, for really? the longest time, and. And he was the one that we were going to use that yellow rim for, right? That and we made um, versions of him and burned them that way, yeah, right. But then they wound up doing it, blistering his face out all the way, uh, and then blistering it, and then blistering it, and then burst him, and then just caught him on fire. Yeah, I mean it. It looked like a dummy on fire, didn't it? It did. Yeah, yeah. And then and I like it when he was smoking, and then yeah. right. It yeah, was but gradually happening. Was, right, but then they, he just burst into fire. And then his head exploded and off. His head exploded <laughs> off. And I, I, I admit that I was like, I was a little puzzled because it didn't. You know, it's all about following the rules. Yeah, the rules of the thing, and and that didn't make any sense. The the rules were broken, and yeah, but uh, you and your rules. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But now, <laughs> so don't you think Wesley Snipes is a better actor than Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, even yeah, though, there's, there's no doubt. Even though, I mean, Kindergarten Cop oh, is yeah, like there's, an Academy Award level movie. It's not a tumor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, you're right. Yeah, no, no. He, he was. No, uh, I, I, he's not the best like, at delivering lines, but yeah. being a badass, he's good at it. Yeah. And I think he sp- probably spent a lot of time learning those moves and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Except for he's just not a nice human being. But my being. favorite character was <laughs> a 68 Dodge Charger. 
Yeah. <laughs> it did really good. <laughs> and I noticed something. Actually, I was reading on IMDb, and I didn't even notice this until I saw it on there. Yeah. That the logos for New Line Cinema were in red. I was like, and that's kind oh, yeah, of unique. for the blood, yeah. It just, yeah. It's weird. Right. Did you notice that? Did you notice that the shop where uh, the charger pulls in, and, and it's pulling in, and it's going past these enormous um, presses, right? These enormous hydraulic presses. Yeah. And if you look oh, at those yeah, yeah. presses, yeah. Which they should have shot that differently, because I that's I had an issue with the way they kept cutting to different cameras. Well, it's. I feel like it yeah. should have been like almost like one whole shot, like coming in. Yeah, because unfortunately, though, is that that place is Small. one straight no no it's oh. enormous okay it's well i, I think it would be cool enormous. to have like see a car in the distance and have it just coming down and then right. maybe show some shots from the side of the right but hydraulics. you know here's here's the problem is the place is enormous it is it is literally like eight blocks long right so that when if you when you did a shot like that everything got lost right and it, it's it's completely the different. It, it, it's the car looked like a speck on the wide shot, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And they had to deal with trying to make it look more imposing in this enormous place. Mm-hmm. But as it's going along, it's going past these presses. And and here's the thing: is most of the large munitions during World War II were made in that factory. And what they would take is they would take a a, a uh, an enormous brass uh, ingot, mm-hmm. right? And they put it in one of those presses, and they would have uh, a steel mold for a uh, shell, right? And then they stamp it down with those enormous. I, I mean, those each one of those things is like sixty feet tall, right? Yeah. And and we just boom, hammer that down, and then they'd pull it back, and they pull out the, the case, and they do another one, and that's. All there is for for nine blocks is those boom, boom, wow. presses like that. So the thing is, is this is it's nine miles long or it's nine blocks long, and it's all built on a lake of oil. It's all built on top of a huge lake of hydraulic oil that all the presses that are in there that they suck sense, up yeah. and they pump yeah. that oil up and stuff. And the thing is, is they don't want to clean it up. Huh. So they still make like three or four shells a year. <laughs> <laughs> really? And then they rent out to movies for the rest of the time so that they so that they can s- still maintain their business license. And <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Because because they have they have like nine blocks of uh, like literally you climb down there. Yeah. And and it's like the world's largest swimming pool of oil. You cannot see that end of it, and you can't see that end of it. And it's probably about forty feet deep. Wow! You know, and and you can climb down there, and there's about twelve feet between the the top of the oil, the lake of oil, and and, and everything, including that the car coming down is on these uh, steel sheets and these these trusses that go over that. And you can climb down in there. And I've done it before. I've climbed down in there. And it's creepy because you know that yeah. if you let go of that ladder, I was wondering you're, you're going to be in pure oil. I was wondering how many production assistants have been lost in that place. I didn't. <laughs> we haven't lost one, I swear. You either get crushed by the... By the yeah. Or you get drowned. Or lost yeah. in the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, no, we we shot. I've shot in that thing so many times. I think, 
I cannot tell you how many uh, we did. Chairman of the board there. I did one of the nightmare scenes there. Mm-hmm. You know, all kinds. Of, been been there many many times, and it it, it is. It's a weird place. You know, they'll, they'll, they rent it very cheap so that they can keep people coming in and out so that they don't have to do anything to the property. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was like, it was $45 million according to that. I don't know if that's right or not, but does that sound like a, it seems like a small budget to me. For, I don't know why. I guess at uh, the time it probably was pretty big. Yeah, um, you know, it was big for a non-union. It was a non. Well, it, it was a uh, it was a film that a lot of people got grandfathered in on. Uh, and it started out non-union, so that's uh, probably a that's lot. That's part of the problems. That, yeah, that that's were, part. Of, yeah. Well, plus, you know, uh, yeah. No, that's that's. It. <laughs> I can tell you had like a really good story there, but you're no, like, there's a, see, there's a lot of stories that I don't want to tell about that film. You know, because there was, was well the story of the shower scene you told one time. Yeah, that was kind of disturbing. Yeah, the shower scene. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, so we're just making people did, go back. And did I to tell old you? Episodes. Did, that's right. Did I? Well, yeah. How about the story about the? Uh, <laughs> right on, brother. You haven't heard that story? I don't remember. Okay. Okay. You probably I, did. I'll, I'll end with this. No, no, no. You. I don't think I have. I think you'll love this. So. Wesley Snipes used to walk onto set with his entourage, right? right. And and he, he his entourage would follow him. And there was there was a lot of racial tension that kind of ran through the the film. Well, there was some racial tension in the script. Yeah, well, Stephen Dorff delivered yeah. some lines. I was like, what? What? Anyway, yeah. Well, you should have been on the set. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so. He would come on to set, and he'd come on with his entourage. And his entourage, um, there was a tradition that they did. You know, he would walk in, and his people would walk behind him, and he would go. He would give the the black power salute, right? And and, and his whole group would did the black power salute. It's like a bad Michael Jackson video. Yeah. Sounds oh, like. exactly, exactly. And and sometimes he would say thing things, but sometimes he wouldn't. But 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 everybody would ignore him. Now here's the thing. The what thing do you is, mean? His entourage would ignore him, or everybody? No, else no, would? no. His entourage they would all do that. You know, right? Uh, um, everybody, everybody else. Everybody would, on the set everybody ignored him. On the set would ignore him, <laughs> and it 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 made the tension like strong through you know the thing is, is this was a film that you just learned to hate yourself and everybody else in the world on i mean you really did it was, it was it was it was like you would see somebody get chewed out you know like daily a couple of people would just get the shit chewed out of them by the director or by any and we, we turned on each other all the time you know it was unbelievable but the thing is is you'd see somebody getting chewed out and you th- the only thing you could think of really was like, oh, my God, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you just sigh in relief. And after a while, you're going, wow, I shouldn't be like this. But but everybody was. Oh, was so bad. But so one day we we're up. We we're, we we're setting up all the effects for that jump from, um, you know, when he throws the girl onto that other rooftop yeah okay yeah. he throws the girl and then he jumps after her right 
And he lands on this mysterious plastic that's just like perfectly placed. And, yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that that we call you know what we call those in a in the biz airbags. <laughs> so, so the thing is, is as you noticed with that particular building, there were buildings on either side of it that were taller, mm-hmm. right? And one was really tall, and this one was up about maybe I think it was two stories, maybe three stories tall. And the thing is, is it didn't really have an access. Um, that's a fake access that we put up there, the, the oh. door that she jumps in, yeah. because it actually was part of the building next door, right? So wh- what you had to do is you had to go up to the rooftop of the building next door. Then you had to go down the staircase. And you can see the staircase there. There's a staircase that leads down onto the other roof. And so we're clean. So we're cleaning up at the end of the day. And... Uh, we got the effects ready for the night and and I was, you know, cleaning up with the day crew, about ready to stay on with the night crew, but I was like kind of like getting the day crew off off the set, right? And and uh, I, I was working mechanical effects mm-hmm. on, on that film. I was working as as the uh, one of the leads. And so I got everybody <laughs> up and we're standing up and we're looking down and we happened to see um, Snipes and his group were standing over here in the corner down there, right? They're standing in the corner and they and they're about ready to make their move onto the set. So, so I'm just picturing this now. No, okay, okay, like pigeons. So, so they, yeah, like pigeons. So they, they kind of do their walk into the, you know, that walk as the group onto the set, and you know they. They raised their hands in the Black Power salute. <laughs> and everybody's ignoring them like they always do, except for this one brand new PA, right? And he comes and, and we're looking, you have to understand this. We are looking down on this and we were we're just observing, right? <laughs> because there was just something super entertaining about seeing them do the black power salute. <laughs> I really, I hadn't seen anybody do that since like the late sixties, like sixty-eight, probably or something like sixty-eight, yeah. right? And and so, and they do the black snipes just the uh, black power salute, and this little kid, Jewish, short hair, really short, you know, <laughs> yeah. kid comes super young, comes running across the running across the set. Gets right up in front of Wesley Snipes and he raises his fist and goes, "Right on, brother!" <laughs> <laughs> and I am telling you to be looking down and to see all these people trying to find something <laughs> to look at, trying not to laugh, trying to like—I I swear to God, it was the funniest thing in the world. So we started cracking up. Right? I would have been fired that day. And we I would have started laughing. Oh, we did. We said, yeah. But you were on the roof. I, I was so on the other roof. Relatively yeah. safe, right? Yeah, I was comparatively safe because <laughs> we were on the way out anyway. You know, it's like so. So we we laughed and laughed and laughed and got in our cars and left. But the great thing is, is there's a guy named Gary Washington, and Gary Washington is I met at a a, a con up. Um, uh, Bel- uh, Bleedingham. Oh, okay. Uh, it, yeah. It's a fest- film festival, and you're really, really nice guy. And I told the story up at Bleedingham, <laughs> and ever since then, I, and I've seen him several times for some one reason or another. He's one of those guys that uh, I kept going into. Um, Seattle and seeing him and I saw him at Crypticon and he can, and he comes around the corner and goes right on brother 
Oh, wow. He's a six foot, six foot tall black guy. Like, right on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of an in joke there, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so so now it's not just an in joke. It's 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 it's, it's out, out there. there. Yeah, 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 it's out there. So here's what I have to say about this film. It'd be better if you ran to the PA sometime. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is what I have to say. You about You want to this say something film. about your friend, the Steve Norrington? Yeah. What a f- He's uh, only directed four movies. Looks like. Yeah, 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 and he got chewed out by oh guy. This wow, he went back to special effects. Guy, he's such an idiot. Oh. <laughs> he's such an idiot. I, I have to tell you something. Steve Norrington is, uh, you know, it, it, there are very few people that that you know. If I saw him on the side of the freeway, I'd put him out of his misery in a heartbeat. Wow. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Feel so bad about that. Let's hope uh, this. This is people know this is comedy, right? And you're ah, you know. hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. On League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, um, the the lead of that was Sean O'Connery. And Sean Connery, um, there they had a rap party uh, where Sean Connery uh, got up and and um, just made a speech where oh, he just told me that one. absolutely ragged this guy. Oh, you say, told the story before. Yeah, I do remember and, this. And and, and he uh, and that's amazing that and, Sean Connery did that. And I had a friend. Uh, I had a friend that was at that that got me on the phone so that I could hear him do it, <laughs> and it was amazing. Wow. It was amazing. It was amazing because this guy is the worst piece of British trash I've ever seen in my life. Wow. But anyway. So how do you feel about him? <laughs> Blade overall, uh, like I say, I haven't seen it before. I, 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 we can I talk about one thing that's really important because you put it on your Facebook page. What? How much blood did you use? Oh! The use of blood in this yeah, movie. Yeah, 2,500 to 3,000 gallons just in that. And what it, percentage it, of that was used in the shower scene at the beginning with the dance floor? Well, I'm just talking about the shower scene. That's, oh. that's how much was but used. But there was a lot of blood in other scenes. I mean, Well, there was a lot of blood in other scenes, but I, I can't... Blood cannons, I, I probably. Can't, yeah, probably, <laughs> but I can't count for the rest of it because makeup effects was, makeup right. effects was doing that. That was a mechanical effects gag. Yeah. And... Um, and we pumped it from a, an enormous tank, and there's like all kinds of stories behind all that that I don't want to go into. Maybe someday we'll talk about blood in general, and I'll mm-hmm. go into all the stories that just deal with that shower scene because wow. that was a nightmare of gigantic proportions. I think you told me one story about an extra. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a yeah. teaser for, but, uh, for yeah, future. For future, well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do an, we'll do another thing, and I, and I'll go into just that shower scene for Blade. But uh, we definitely. Uh, it sounds like it could be a whole like episode, and, just that and, one and, scene. And you know what I have to say though is is I got ragged. You know, this, they say that on Evil Dead, uh, the the uh, right, remake yeah. of Evil yeah. Dead, they did the shower scene, or they did a uh, it was raining blood. Mm-hmm. But I have to say. Their blood not, did not look anything like my blood did. Our blood was freaking amazing. It was thick. It was horrifying. It was, and we had three thousand gallons. And it was really pretty suck. on camera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my stuff was right there, boy. Yeah. I mean, that uh, you, you know, I I kind of like looked at the dead. I looked at that scene from the remake of Evil Dead, mm. and and I looked at mine. Now I've looked at mine again, and I have to say, ours is so much better and so much more horrifying. So much more horrifying and more blood and more blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah by by all means. 
Raining Blood. Raining yeah. Blood. Yeah. Which, one of my favorite Slayer songs. Right. <laughs> I think that we're coming uh, to the part. Yes, where we rate it. Where we rate it. Yeah. Um, I want to say that I didn't like the end. I, I thought the end just got really dragged out, and, and and for half the film, would I would have given a four to the first half of the film, but the last uh, they they had the same problem as they had in the script when I left, hmm. and I don't think that they ever fixed any of it. It's terrible. The the end of it is it just goes on and on and on and on and, and um it's boring and it doesn't really make much sense and um it seemed like there was a lot of waiting for just a mm-hmm. drop of blood to drip and so i'm gonna have to give it a 3.2 wow so that came into this wanting to give it a 4.2 or so somewhere up there mm-hmm but then you kind of maybe think about the last scene a little bit more. <laughs> and now I'm depressed to say that I'm probably going to drop it down to like a 3.8. But I still want to almost give it a 4 because I really there like them. I still like it. It's one of the better uh, early Marvel it movies. It is one of the better early Marvels. Yeah, so yeah there's yeah. no doubt about that. It's a good yeah. comic book movie. And this yeah. is how they yeah, should no, make comic book movies, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to say that I, I think that... It, and it has a great look to it. I, I don't... I have a kind of a a thing that uh you know a lot of the marvel a lot of the comic book films that that we have is we move so far away from them looking like comic like getting a comic book look to them um that the looks just don't seem to make sense to it this one kind of seems to in a way it's got a certain simplicity of tone overall that, to me, it had like a Batman feel, like the first Batman. Right, yeah, exactly, like the first Batman. And I'm kind of yeah. looking forward to Brightburn, but I kind of have a feeling it's kind of in that same... But yeah. I don't know, it's like Venom. I was kind of looking forward to Venom yeah. and Brightburn, and, lo- and they both look a little too bright or too... I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if Brightburn's like a dark movie and it's the sets are dark, I'll probably yeah. enjoy it more. That's my point. <laughs> okay. I like depressing so, dark stuff, I guess. So... I only have one thing left to say. How are you? Are you about done? Yes, I am. I don't okay. know if I have any more questions. I have one more. I have one more uh, thing. Uh, I just had one more thing to say. Right on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that guy on the show. Uh, the Jewish guy. I'd never find him. Right on, brother. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Warrior Review Podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends about us, follow us, and, of course, like us. We can be found on Podbean, which is an amazing app, YouTube, Stitcher, Alexa on any pod, iTunes, Google Play. We're on Twitter as well, at DW Review, and, of course, Facebook. You can find us there. You can also email us at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com.